forceful and rapid steps to moderate demand so that it comes into better alignment with supply. Our overarching focus is using our tools to bring inflation back down to our 2% goal and to keep longer-term inflation expectations well anchored. Reducing inflation is likely to require a sustained period of below-trend growth, and there will very likely be some softening of labor market conditions. Restoring price stability is essential to set the stage for achieving maximum employment and stable prices over the longer run. We will keep at it until we're confident the job is done. Small business owner Anika Hobbs is already feeling it. Where will you have to make cutbacks? Yeah, I mean, some of the cutbacks that I've been thinking about is staff hours. Um, payroll is always one of those things that you can can manage. But then that also is a huge pinch on me. With the central bank raising interest rates for the fifth time in a row. When you ring these in and you type in that final. The owner of Boutique, line. Nubian Human, has to press pause on her expansion plans. Because we're paying more into debt rather than being able to take that money and put it into hiring more people or expanding into a new store. The Fed's move is an effort to curb consumer demand and in turn cool inflation with prices 8.3 percent higher in August than they were a year ago. But Powell's challenge is the balancing act of bringing prices down without triggering a recession. The Fed anticipating that unemployment will rise from current levels of 3.7 percent to 4.4 percent at the end of next year. This is not pocket change. This is real money that any borrower is going to have to pay higher bills. You've seen this by now, right? These are these big rate hikes we've been talking about. But it's going to be math for every family that is borrowing money. Let's do the math, John, on a mortgage. In the first quarter, a typical home price, 440300 in the U.S. Last year, that mortgage rate on a 30-year fixed, if you had decent credit, right, and 20% down was 2.87%. That's an $1,800 a month mortgage bill. Last night, I ran the numbers. It was 6.24%. That makes that same mortgage $2,500. Grand total, $700 extra a month on a mortgage. That is real, real money here. Let's talk a little bit here about credit card debt. Typical credit card debt, according to experience, John, is more than $5,000. You know I hate credit card debt. This is, yeah. this is expensive money to carry. So assume you're paying $200 a month at 16% APR. You'd pay $1,200 in interest. It'd take 33 months to clear that balance. Now at 24%, 2200 in interest, 38 months grand total, 1000 bucks extra, and five extra months to pay it off. We can do this math again for a new car. I can go up and down the line here, but a new car, grand total, 3100 extra interest uh, in, in monthly payments. So tough. If you have debt, it makes it more expensive. Christine, that's what the Fed is trying to do. Exactly. Thank you very much. Okay, welcome. It is uh, Thursday, 22 September in the year of our Lord 2022. Uh, The uh, rate heights are just uh, are just I shouldn't say just beginning, but they've got a long way to go. Uh, And the unemployment is going to kick in. And that's CNN walking through what they call the math. The math is only going to get more brutal. Remember, right now. People in the U.S. have the longest, have the biggest long-term credit card debt ever. All that debt's going to start eating them alive. I want to bring in. So we got a lot to get to today. We're absolutely packed from beginning to end. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about, uh, we're going to have a special tonight at 6 o'clock to talk about the go-through for an entire hour, the races. But if we do our jobs, and uh, of course the New York Times put out a 30-minute video about the war room and the precinct strategy and the moms and the... Uh, everybody volunteering to become poll workers and election judges and election officials. They're in full and complete total meltdown. Um, that um, 
it, right now it's cutting our way. All kind of polling coming out. Uh, this is what happened in 16 when it starts breaking your way. And you can see 40 plus seats in the House, a pickup, uh, have a 53-47 Senate when the governorships, when uh, the school boards, the state legislatures, roll up more state legislatures, flip places like Minnesota. It's happening right now if we do our work and we have what 47 days to go so we got a lot of work to do we're going to be here non-stop in the war room i want to bring in dave brett dean of the business school of uh, liberty and um you know cortez has been out in bend oregon i want to give a shout out to the folks in bend oregon he can't say and this is a, a great posse crowd cortez has been non-stop with me uh texting me we've been talking about it uh he's had a great experience out there that I think it's the Deschutes County Republicans. Did I say that right? I'm sure I didn't. Deschutes. 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 <clears throat> Thank you, Dave Brat. Yep. See, I get Brat's one of those guys, one of those congressional guys knows them all. Deschutes County. I think Dave Brat's been to Bend, Oregon. Deschutes County Republicans. <laughs> and what the Republicans told, what the posse out there told, uh, told uh, Cortez, they want more charts and more math. And that's what we're going to give you guys in the days and weeks ahead. We got Russ' vote coming up about uh, 11 o'clock about the big appropriations fights. Remember, we're going to be, it's comprehensive, not just how we win, but how we then take victory and turn this country around. Dave, Brad, give me your assessment. Uh, the, the, they still haven't, here's what's insane. They're doing these rate hikes and they've done a little bit of quantitative tightening. I think they've taken a hundred billion dollars off a tiny yeah. bit of quantitative tightening. I think yeah. 25 billion a month, which is essentially nothing, but they're, they're trying. A little bit of liquidity out of the market. Uh, interest rates up. They're, they're forecasting interest rates going to higher. Bank of England's following them. Bank of Tokyo's following them. Everybody's getting in sync. There's a, there's a global recession already here. They say may happen. We've had two quarters. Atlanta Fed's projecting now third quarter negative growth. Um, but they're still living in on the fiscal policy, the other part of the house, the Keynesian part. We're talking yeah. here still – People understand they're in Washington, as we told you, they got perfect for break. All they're doing up there right now is working on these massive appropriations and spending bills. Day, Brett. Yeah, I, I, I just want to put a couple caveats up front so Navarro doesn't give me an F in economics. Right. So I'm going to talk about the Fed. That's the news of the day. And it's horrendous. Uh, and it's it's here now. Uh, and the war room's been uh, all over it. Steve's been tracking it for a year and a half, making the right calls. Uh, but this all, you know, the caveats I don't want to leave out are geopolitics. China's a, a disaster right now. The supply chains are falling apart. The, the Archduke Ferdinand of Serbia, uh, the modern day guy is calling out for geopolitical troubles coming up as of today in the headlines. And then the administrative state has ruined the healthcare sector. The energy sector is, of course, uh, part of all these dislocations. And K-12 education never gets a headline. And it's a disaster. The inner cities, uh, we're not producing kids. All right, so that that's all the structural piece that we've messed up for 30 years in a row. So what's left at the end of the day is you got a few levers to pull. The Fed, uh, the Federal Reserve has to work with those levers that it's been given right now. So it's got two choices. And I think if, if we, the people, get these two things in our heads straight, that it'll make sense to us. And so the first case is just do what you're doing now, right? You got inflation. Uh, economists say once the horse is out of the barn, you're in big trouble, right? Once that inflation rate gets up to nine and it starts to embed itself in the labor market in wage rates, that inflation becomes what is called sticky and it's here to stay for the long term. That's why the, the Fed chair is talking about the, the labor market. Oh, they have to break the back of the labor market uh, wage increase. 
And so that's one track. And then the left is going to go bananas on this, uh, right? The uh, the Boston senators, uh, Warren's making uh, some noises on labor and hitting labor. Uh, that's not the intent. The other track, though, is the Fed wimps out like always with what we call the Greenspan put on this show. And uh, after a month or two, it can't withstand the heat that's coming like like Volcker had to endure, right? A, a towering figure uh, in monetary policy back with Reagan. He endured what had to be endured, uh, jacked up the interest rate, caused recession, got rid of inflation, and then rebuilt on the supply side an enduring legacy of economic growth. And so those are the two tracks. Now, and, and on that latter track, if they allow inflation again, and this is the heart of the matter, and this is why I, I don't think they're going to do it. They're looking at what's new is $31 trillion in debt and a sovereign debt crisis, right? Uh, interest rates are going up on treasuries, et cetera, uh, but they're still having a hard time selling treasuries. We're going to see there's a lot of experts out there saying a uh, sovereign debt crisis coming oh. up. And oh, so they oh, can't afford to pay The lowest dollar holdings, the lowest dollar holdings there anybody. It ain't easy to sell this debt. They're going to have to jack up the price. Yeah. And that means that means all this discretionary spending, discretionary, like the trillion-dollar defense budget that's essentially right. baked in like Social Security. This is going to be a firefight beyond comprehension because, remember, you now have 18 months in a row. You talk about, you talk about uh, using this to break the back of the, of the, uh, of the wages. You've had yep. 18 months in a row of, ne negative, of negative real wages. Yeah, people haven't yep. had a real money or a raise in 18 months because behind inflation. And, and you're absolutely correct. Uh, what he's going to do here, in fact, you could actually argue he should have done uh, 100 basis points or yep. more to try yep. to give a shock to the system. He's still trying to, he's still trying to straddle this thing. Right. But people are really going to feel this, not just in the mortgages, because you're going to see a crash in the, in the housing market. Where you're going to see it is in the credit cards, the repossessions of the automobiles. Right. All everything you got to borrow, and so that's why people. It's a hunkered down. It's a clearly hunkered down time. I want to get to the spending, because yeah. until you get that that part of the. By the way, the geopolitical thing, the Serbian is very disturbing. They're obviously a client state yeah. of Russia, but they're saying, hey, that we could be heading towards a World War II type scenario in Eastern Europe. And we've been saying, by the way, she stepped up last night uh, in Modi. And said, "Hey, people, got to come to the table. Got to de-escalate this thing." So when you got the CCP, yeah. is is the is the adults yeah. in the room? That's that's how yeah. far off we are on yeah. this thing. But that's got to be put to bed right now, given this global economic crisis. You don't have a geopolitical crisis on top of it. The thirty-one trillion we just blew through the thirty-one trillion. Didn't even get a bell ring, right? You got thirty-one trillion. Yeah. Still got over nine trillion on the on the Fed. What happens in Washington, D.C.? What are they doing? Brett, you, you've been there. People call it the swamp. I, I think that's too cutesy of a term. It's a pit. It's a yeah. pit of hell, right? What are they doing? What are these demons doing in the pit of hell right now about this spending, sir? Yeah, well, and I, I try to keep it just to policy and not too hardcore on the politics, uh, but I'm going to take it out on both sides today. The left has a roadmap. Yes. They want socialism uh, full-blown, right? They're taking over the entire economy. They got the big everything. You can control the big, big auto, big healthcare, big bank, big finance, big military, big everything, right? Easy to control. So that, that roadmap is set. It's clear to see. The Republicans, though, don't have a plan out on paper yet. They always say they're going to have one, uh, but there's no plan. And then they are, they just kind of uh, lose some ground every single year while the left moves the, the, the football down the field steadily, steadily. So the, the spending is going to go up through the roof. 
And uh, you, you can just count on it. Our, our team is not messaging, right? I, I don't hear anything. But it's not. It's not a, messaging. By the way, this is not. This is not politics right now. This is yeah, uh, for right. the good of the country. This is not about messaging. This is about what actions you want to take. Until, yeah. until this is what America first is about. Until we confront the out of control defense bill, yeah. you can't. We yeah. just can't afford to have a trillion dollars. How do you have a trillion dollars? Because you're all over yeah. hell's half acre supporting everything yeah. including pouring billions of dollars into escalate in ukraine so dave you've been there how did we even get controlled because the leviathan is fed by the printed money the fiat currency of the fed yeah. but leviathan's so big how do you get your arms around it because you got these crs you have you have all kind of leverage points you've got you could essentially force biden to shut down the government at any time right by just standing strong yeah yeah. Yeah. No, someone's got to have the nerve to stand up and say, hey, here's our two to three uh, major uh, points of legislation. We need to slow down the standing spending, put it out to, to the American people. It's still on the American people. Right. Uh, it, the swamp is Santa Claus and it reflects the non ending goodies that the American people want. But now the American people, I hope are getting a little nervous uh, when they're reading the newspapers and they're seeing what's coming but when out you connect what you have to do a message you have to connect their credit card bill and the repossession of the right. car and not paying their electrical yep. bill you have to give their you have to connect their lived experience to the yep. orgy that's going on in the pit of hell once you do that the yep. american people are smart to go hey look I, I you know i i'm not getting enough from dc to justify getting crushed dave how do people get to you on because now more than ever Brad economics, you got to get to uh, all of it. Navarro, Cortez, Brad, the whole crew, Dave Walsh, because we're going to have so much more analysis as we go through. We haven't even gotten to the hard part yet, ladies and gentlemen. The yeah. hard part's just, we're just top of the first inning. How, where do they go, Dave? Yeah, Brad economics on Getter. I'm at Liberty on the third floor of the business school. Doors open. I got parents coming in all the time. Love meeting uh, with all of you. And uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is you just go out on the social media now and productivity, that debate, we, I, I covered that you know six months ago. That's starting to yeah. show up again because, as you say, all of this spending, the larger the federal government gets, the less productivity out of the private sector you get. And so like you, yeah. and also like you just said, how you know food prices are going up $460 a month per Pro family. And, and so yeah. I hope they get the message. We got to do a better job full, getting the word full, out. Full spectrum energy dominance, yep. increasing and focus on productivity and dollar price stability. You want the sunlit uplands? The war room can deliver because we got a plan. Short commercial break. Ben Burkwam at FAIR. We got some ranchers. We got sheriffs. We have uh, angel moms plus Mike Davis next in the war room. You know what's never good when your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation now treasury secretary janet yellen has finally admitted quote there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that i didn't at the time fully understand end quote you know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, -N -N, to 989898. 
and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, welcome back. The um, We are in the War Room right now, MyPillow.com, promo code War Room. Go there right now. We got the towels, 1998, a special deal. Normally, I think 45 bucks. Uh, the towels, a whole bevy of towels. Go check it out. They're only going to last as long as they last. Plus, we got the buy one get was freeze the sheets, all of it. But you got to go to our, um, you got to go to our, um, what's called our page, okay? Our square is what we call it. Go there right now. MyPillow.com, promo code warm. The square, we got all the sales up there. Just want to make sure people get a full spectrum energy dominance, productivity with real wage increases, and dollar price stability. You're going to be hearing this a lot as we go through of how to sort this mess out and it is a mess and it's got to be sorted out because we're going to be in a financial crisis that's why this november is so important we get john first i'm talking tonight six o'clock for full hour with some experts to go through you're going to like what you're going to hear about the tectonic plate shift and where this is moving but it's all upon you new york times did a 30 minute video yesterday about you this audience and how your engagement is freaking them out they call it a new January 6th. Oh, it's a new, it's a slow roll January 6th. Well, we call it a victory because we're going to run the tables if we put our shoulder to the wheel. Okay, let's go to Ben Burkwam. Fair, and I got John Ferguson second. The most important fair media conference is, used to be called the old Radio Row. This is the most important one they've ever had because of the timing of this and the urgency of the issue. Ben Burkwam, I love the fact that we got Border Patrol today. We got sheriffs today. We got angel moms today. But my all-time favorite are the ranchers, the backbone of this country. Ben Burkwam, take us away. Who are our guests? Yeah, Steve, uh, ranchers are some of the hardest working people in the country. You talk about people that wake up before the sun comes up and, and go to bed after it's gone down. Uh, they work their butt off no matter where they're at in the country. But when you're on the border, uh, John and Joe Beth Ladd, uh, Ladd Ranch down there in Arizona. This is actually, if you guys remember, I was with John uh, when we helped save the illegal that was dying of dehydration out in the desert. Our next episode of Law and Border is going to feature them, but just hard work. And then you add on top of that what's going on with Joe Biden and the, the border invasion. Talk to us for the American people that don't realize what is your life like and how much more difficult is it made by Joe Biden and, and these policies? It Well, you have to be aware when you go outside, uh, look around, make sure nobody's there. And John's constantly fixing fences that the illegals have either tramped down or cut. It's hard to keep the cattle in. And John, you said, how many dead bodies have you had on your ranch? 16. 16. Say that again. We've had 16 dead ones in the last 30 years. And and now that you see what Joe Biden's doing, what is it doing now? Well, he, he's killing them. But, you know, his false hope of humanitarianism, and he'd tell them to come across the board, and they're dying. It, it's just senseless. It's hypocrisy at its finest. What's your biggest concern with what's happening now and, and the direction we're going up to, to November if we don't stop this? 
Well, you're going to have, there's probably five, six million people here, all the gotaways that are coming. And my fear is, is that they're going to take over America. We'll be speaking Spanish. And, you know, America is the greatest country in the world. And with what's coming across the border now, they're, they're wanting to take over and make us a third world country. They're, they're, America's going to end up the same type of country that they're fleeing from. And who knows how many of these gotaways are terrorists? You know, you, you don't know. You don't know who they are. You don't know where they went. So. Yeah, I think that's it right there, Steve. Uh, the main thing okay. is we don't know. So you talk about people that work their butt off. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, just tell them the war room's got their back. We're, we're all over this topic every day of the week, and we're going to make sure we get a sweeping victory and that this Congress does something about it. It's just not there to be happy talk. Ben Burkwam, thank our thank our guests, thank the ranchers, and uh, we'll be back to you momentarily with Border Patrol and Sheriffs. I want to thank you. So let's go to John Fredericks. John, you've been doing this. We got the Ranchers Day, we got the Angel Moms, we got the Border Patrol, we got the Sheriffs, we got all of it. Um, tell us tell us about this. What is going on? Why is this Why is this media row? And I guess the 14 years have been doing it. Why is this the most important? Because look, we got uh, we got just. 47 days to save America. The invasion at the southern border is so well documented here. The sheriffs that we're getting on, the ranchers we're getting on, the cartels coming in, people in camouflage suits with guns, the drugs, the fentanyl, the open borders, this, the, uh, the, the sex slave market, everything. And Joe Biden is just letting it happen because they made this deal with the devil. They're basically in bed now with the cartels. That's what these ranchers and sheriffs believe and they're getting no help. And the, the fact of the matter is, they want to flood the nation with illegals so they can vote. And you know what? We saw it yesterday. And this is unbelievable to me. Right here in the middle of fair, breaking news yesterday, the Judiciary Committee of the United States House of Representatives passed legislation out of the committee that would allow non-citizens, illegals, to vote in November. This is the United States Congress. It passed without one Democratic Dissent. All the Republicans voted no, it didn't matter. Now it's going to go to the full floor of the House. It's going to pass there. Now it's up to Joe Manchin again and Kirsten Sinema to save the nation because they're going to federalize this and let all illegals vote. This is incredible what they're doing. But here, the bottom line is everybody here that's been on any of these shows has said the same thing. They're finally coming to realize, okay, the Biden policy on the border is not failing. It's been tremendously successful. They don't care who dies. They don't care who dies from fentanyl. They don't care about the drugs. They don't care about sex slaving. They don't care about anything. All they care about is flooding the zone with illegals so they can keep power and turn them into voters. And we thought it would take five years, seven years. No, the Democrats are trying to do it right now in November because they know they're getting blasted, Steve, in November. We just had a poll out in Nevada. This is incredible. Here's a state we never thought we could win. Adam Laxalt is winning, and here's how he's winning. Hispanic voters are breaking for Laxalt. He's got 50% of the Hispanic vote in Vegas. He's got he's got 52% of the Hispanic vote in Reno. Now, you think these numbers are false? Well, maybe it's an outlier. No. Then they go to Trump Biden. Trump has got a seven-point lead in Nevada on the strength of, guess who? Hispanic voters. And, okay. and also... Okay white suburban yeah. women that the Democrats thought, oh, it all flocked to them. Yeah. 
Hey, they're voting for Laxalt. They're voting for Lombardo. This, it's it's this, a shift. This is, this is from, I got it up on Getter. Go to my Getter account. Everybody's got to be on Getter. It's all free. I put it up. It's the Las Vegas Review. This is not uh, Gateway Pundit. This is not uh, Citizens Free Press. It's an analysis. And in the analysis, they say the Hispanic working class is breaking MAGA, is breaking Republican. And they say the Democrats made a bet on college-educated white women, and the Republicans made a bet on working-class Hispanics, like this show has done from day one. Hey, we beat the Karens, right? The Karens, we're overwhelming the Karens. We're overwhelming the Karens. This was the bet of the populist nationalist movement for the Republican Party and for MAGA, and you're seeing it in Nevada. If plays in Nevada, you're going to see the exact same break in Arizona, okay? That we said this, and in Texas. It's all of it's all of a piece. And by the way, what they want is border security. NBC, this gets back to the numbers we quoted yesterday. Border security up 36 uh, percent. Immigration up 19 percent. Crime up 23 uh, percent. Controlling inflation. We're 14 percent up. Economy 19 percent up. These are blowout numbers. You know why? The lived experience of working class and middle class people. And this is before the horrific news of yesterday which is going to crush you on credit cards, going to crush you on getting your car repossessed, going to crush you on paying your electrical bill, going to crush you on paying your rent, all of it. This is a full rejection by working class people. And they can keep all the college-educated white women in the world. Take it. Take it. Take all the Rachel Maddows. You got them all. Okay? We'll take working class Hispanics. We'll see you on November 8th. And guess what? We'll be popping champagne with working class Hispanics, African Americans, and MAGA. John Fredericks. Uh, we, we called this from day one and this was hard work. We still got to deliver. But right now you're seeing a tectonic plate shift and FAIR has been doing it because people want security. They want security on the border. They don't want the cartels to control the border. They want law and order. They don't want to be flooded by uh, too much illegal alien labor that drives down cost. You've seen this from day one. What's the attitude there, particularly the angel moms, the sheriffs, the ranchers, as they're coming around today? Well, the gig is up. I mean, this is this is basically it. This is why we're here. People are starting to realize, look, one of the most brilliant things these Republican governors ever did, Abbott DeSantis, is shipping these illegals to Washington, D.C., Martha's Vineyard, etc. So it, it's right in your face. New York City, they're all having a, a meltdown over it. They don't want them. It's, it's, it's all phony, right? They're all sanctuary cities so they can have their wine and cheese and champagne and eat caviar and say, look, aren't we so woke? Meantime, when they have to face reality, they don't want it. But people are realizing now, this is not a failed policy of the Biden administration. This is the policy to get the illegals in the country to transform America so they can get a different vote outcome. Because, Steve, you're right. You and I are on the same page here. We're going to win about 50 seats now in the House. I I, I know we talked about this offline. We're in assessment. We're going to go plus three in the Senate, we could go plus four if we can win New Hampshire. But everything is now breaking our way and the Democrats are seeing it. They come out with these fake polls every day, Gen generic yeah. fake polls, Biden surging, yeah. Democrats up. It's all, yeah. it's all nonsense. Yeah. You get to the crosstabs and the individual yeah. states, Steve, they're getting yeah. killed. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, by the way, uh, John Fredericks, uh, CNN announced a new nine o'clock show. Before I go to a quick break, a CNN announced with Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper told Mediaite in an interview a week ago that the MAGA movement is a cancer in the Republican Party and needs to be cut out. 
John Malone and you guys at CNN, it's a joke. Jack, Jake Tapers already involved himself in the uh, in the gov governor's race in Pennsylvania by trying to defend the racist Josh Shapiro, right? Trying to defend the elite school that he sends his kids to while people in, in Philadelphia are getting shot every day. Jake Tapper's intruded into that campaign. He called MAGA a cancer. How can you have Jake Tapper have a TV show? It's a disgrace. Short commercial break. We're going to be back. Miranda Devine, Mike Davis, we're going to get back to John Frederick. All of it next in the war room. Look, the key to running a small business is getting team members to reach peak performance. But you know when running a business, sometimes your employees can create all kinds of interesting and sometimes difficult situations. What if an employee reports a serious issue like sexual harassment and you're not sure if you have the documented policy? Now talk to Bambi. With Bambi, get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 per month. They're available by phone, email, real-time chat, so onboarding and terminations run smoothly. And team members can reach peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. With Bambi's HR Autopilot, you'll automate important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. HR managers easily cost eighty grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 per month. Think about that. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now and type in Steve Bannon under podcast when you sign up. That's spelled Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E.com. That's Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E.com. Bambi.com and type in Steve Bannon. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. You know, last night we had uh, Tom Fitton, Alex Jones, and Benny Johnson in a row, and I said, man, that's like 27 Yankees. We haven't had a line of bang, bang, bang like that in a while, particularly since MSNBC is all over Fitton right now since he's winning so, many, so much stuff. They're all over him. Um, and we had him on to, to respond to that. But we got right now Mike Davis, Miranda Devine, and Jeff Clark right in a row. This is another murderer's row. Uh, so, uh, Mike, you've explained everything to the audience. The Federalist, I think it's Margot Cleveland, over there, she's very good. Even some conservative press are saying, hey, uh, th this, uh, I guess the, the appellate court is not on banc, but the appellate court reversed, I guess, on the stay. And they're trusting more the FBI and the DOJ than they are the special masters. Can you just give us your great clarity of this? What actually happened and where is this going to go? Sure. Judge Cannon ordered a special master to review the 11,000 documents that the Biden Justice Department raided from President Trump. The Biden Justice Department said 100 of those documents, which are, which are classified, are uh, should not be reviewed by the special master and uh, they they cited they 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 failed to cite that the Presidential Records Act specifically controls here and specifically gives former presidents access to their presidential records, including classified records. Uh, the the Biden Justice Department, m m frankly, misled the Eleventh Circuit. The Eleventh Circuit bought it for purposes of this temporary stay. So they ordered this temporary stay. It's an unpublished decision. It's not binding. They didn't cite. 
decide the merits of the case. It's a short-term setback for Trump, but it's it's not dispositive of the case. It just means that President Trump has to move forward with a Rule 41 G motion to get back his records, including these classified records. Uh, so short-term setback, but again, it's 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 not the merits of the case that we're deciding. When you say short-term setback, what does that mean? Well, it means that the uh, that Trump that, that Trump will not be able to review these hundred classified documents. And at the end of the day, as we've discussed from day one, Steve, the whole point of this raid was because President Trump declassified the Crossfire Hurricane Russian collusion documents through a presidential memo on January 19th, 2021. The Biden Justice Department dragged their feet and never publicly released these documents. Trump had them. They were worried that Trump was going to release them. They know that these documents are very damaging for Obama, Biden, Hillary, the FBI, the intel community, because they showed that they cooked up the Russian collusion uh, scandal, the Russian collusion hoax to politically hurt Trump in 2016, and it continued to hurt him when he was the president. And so they had to go get back these documents. And that was the purpose of this raid. They went to a biased judge, Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt, they got uh, an illegal uh, general warrant, and they went and got eleven thousand documents. And uh, how, how, how does how, how does this play out? You know, President Trump gave an interview on Handy. He said if he declassified anything at any time, including in his head, it was declassified. Do you buy that? Well, he didn't just say in his head. He talked about th- his next words out of his mouth were by taking it to Mar-a-Lago. He declassified, and that's exactly right. If you remember, we talked yeah. about the 2012 yeah. case involving. Clinton sock drawer. He had eight years of highly classified recordings of his presidency in his sock drawer. Tom Fenton and Judicial Watch sued to get these records, and the Obama judge correctly held that by President Clinton taking these records to him when he left office, these classified records with him, the mere action of taking them makes them uh, de- essentially declassified and personal. And that's a, that, that's right. That's what that's how the Presidential Records Act works unless you're President Trump and you're Trump deranged and then the Presidential Records Act is doesn't apply to President Trump. Okay. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on and doing that. You, you've done such yeoman work here. I got to ask you, I got Miranda Devine at the New York Post coming up about the FBI in a second, but in New York, this Tish James situation, as you've seen this, uh, this civil suit, what's your, is that just more harassment by Tish James? By the way, she's in a dead heat now, looks like, from Trafalgar in her race for attorney general. So I'm sure this had nothing to do with her obsession with Trump. But what what stock do you put in this lawsuit she put up yesterday? We, we uh, As we discussed yesterday, that even the New York Times trashed this thing. It is, she's a clown. She's a joke. She's dumb. She's loud. She's angry. She filed this 220-page civil lawsuit. It is completely frivolous because she doesn't allege that anyone was harmed. Even if Trump committed fraud, which he didn't, she, she didn't allege how anyone was harmed. In fact, as the New York Times pointed out, these banks that relied on Trump's statements got their loans paid back in full. So this is this is insane, frivolous political nonsense from Tish James. Mike, how do people get to you over at Article 3? In particular, we got to get you back because the, the tech thing's heating up and you're the tip of the spear on that. But how do people get to you in on social media? Article3project.org, article3project.org. It's uh, and my uh, it's at article3project, at article3project on the social media sites. And then my personal is MRDDMIA, at MRDDMIA. And thank you, Steve.
Thank you, brother. Terrific. Let's go to Miranda Devine. A very, uh, I guess on one level it's disturbing, but a lo- another level uh, it's, I guess, enervating. It's uh, her uh, amazing story, if we can put it up when she starts talking, in the New York Post about a, a whistleblower that's now come forward and we see who it is, FBI, a decorated kind of uh, heroic FBI field agent, special agent. He's come forward and actually now said the quiet part out loud that there's absolutely a prejudice at, at central against conservatives. Miranda, I, you've kind of broke the story. It's a, it's a very long piece of yours in the New York Post. Can you explain to us what it is and why this is uh, as important as, as it seems? Hi, Steve. Yes, look, uh, FBI Special Agent Steve Friend from Florida uh, has been with the FBI for 12 years. He was a member of the SWAT team. Uh, he was working on really important child exploitation, child pornography, human trafficking cases, uh, and he was told uh, to drop those and basically start working on January 6th. Uh, cases that were being farmed out in violation of FBI protocol from the Washington field office. So his name was put on cases uh, as the lead agent when he had done no investigation and knew nothing about these cases. And um, he's alleging that this case management system is being, um, basically the books are being cooked in Washington, in the Washington field office, to uh, spread out, farm out these cases to field offices across the country, even though the Washington field office is doing most of the work. And the reason they're doing that, uh, he says, is because they're trying to give the appearance that this uh, this sort of issue of domestic terrorism, uh, basically from Trump supporters, is a national widespread spiking uh, existential crisis. And that accords with um, the rhetoric that we're seeing coming out of the White House and and also from Christopher Ray's office, the FBI director. Um, and he also uh, alleges that, um, you know, some of these cases uh, that he had knowledge of were completely frivolous. Uh, people who had not even been to Washington, D.C. on January 6th. In one case, you know, a man gets a knock on the door from the FBI, which is frightening enough in itself. Um, he had been burying his son. He was at his son's funeral on January 6th, never went near the Capitol. Um, other people who went to the Capitol, never went inside, still getting caught up in this. Uh, it seems um, that the FBI is trying to redesignate grass areas outside the Capitol, uh, which were not um, restricted areas on January 6th, but they're trying to redesignate them post facto as restricted areas so people can be charged for having been there. Um, you know, I mean, the people we know who, who were there on January 6th said there were no barricades on that grass area. So um, that's just immoral, if, if not illegal. Um, and there were a, a lot of issues where he, uh, Steve Friend, had a conscientious objection. He felt that these um, things that he was being asked to do were morally wrong. He didn't think that a SWAT team should be used to raid a person who was only being looked into for misdemeanor offences. So he refused to go on one of these raids on August 24. He told his bosses why, um, and they basically told him he needs to do soul searching, uh, does he need counselling. They didn't agree with his statements and concerns that they were violating the the, you know, the constitutional rights of, of the uh, 
the, the subjects, the January 6th subjects that were being um, you know, raided and surveilled and investigated. Um, and it, it sort of escalated. He continued to tell his bosses all the, the places where he believed that FBI rules and policies were being violated, where constitutional rights were being violated. And he was just told, we don't care. We don't agree with you. Um, then he got into some sort of political tussle with some very higher up agents who said to him, um, you know, does he think that the, the January 6th protesters who killed police officers uh, committed a crime in a sort of sarcastic tone? And he said, well, no police officers were killed on January 6th. And, and it didn't seem to, to register with, with these very high up FBI people, which is quite frightening in itself. And then he got to the very top of his bosses in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, and uh, this woman said to him that um, he, he was an outlier, that no one else in the FBI felt like he did, even though he told her that he, that there were a lot of people that he knew that felt exactly the same way he did among the field agents. And uh, she told him that was wrong. Um, she told him uh, he was basically destroying his career. And then she told him this emotional story about how on January 6, 2021, she was sitting on the seventh floor of FBI headquarters, J. Edgar Hoover Building in Washington, D.C., you know, a full mile away from the Capitol, but how she feared for her life uh, because um, these protesters um, seized the Capitol and, and threatened, you know, to destroy America's democracy or some such overblown rhetoric. So, so this is what you're getting from the hierarchy of the FBI. And... Here you have a, a you know an FBI agent who's 37 years old, um, a, amazing career, very well regarded within the um, the FBI until now, um, very well respected by his peers, uh, has done a lot of good work on behalf of the American people. He's a patriot, has two little kids, uh, a wife who supports him, and he has decided to blow up his career because he knows that what the FBI do, is doing is wrong. He doesn't want to work for a politicised, weaponised FBI. And the, the thing is, he's not even, he didn't even vote for Donald Trump in 2020. He voted for a Libertarian Party. So this is not political for him. This is just moral. I, I want, Marina, can we hold you for a minute through the break? Because I, I got to, you're the one person in the world that can tie this together. But uh, I want everybody, this New York Post, her description of it, is as powerful as it was is not as powerful when you read her report, particularly when it is jaw dropping. It's jaw dropping what this guy went through in the response to the uh, for the FBI personnel. If you think we got a problem, you got to read Miranda De, uh, Miranda Devine's um, article in the New York Post. We're putting it up in all the chat rooms. You've got to take it, step back, get a cup of coffee, and read this. Because this gets to the rod, and I know there are other whistleblowers coming forward, but this is absolutely jaw-dropping of what he said, just his common sense. We're going to take a short commercial break when we get back. Miranda Devine, remember, she had the courage to break the laptop from hell. She put her entire professional career, everything she's ever worked on, as one of the top investigative reporters, columnists for the uh, New York Post, on the line back in October of 2020. And she was vilified and, 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 and trashed. Turns out that was all correct. She's now stepped into this FBI thing. We're going to ask Miranda Devine when we get back. She's got the unique view of seeing the FBI. Can it be reformed or does it have to be reconstructed? All next with Miranda Devine of the New York Post in a moment. We will fight till they're all gone. We 
Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Look, woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freeing the, freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. And our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values, like the Chinese Communist Party. It's time for a change. And that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I'm pl- proud to partner with Public SQ, the largest network of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses and consumers our nation has ever seen. Public SQ is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that could never cancel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. And here's the best part of it. It's absolutely free to join. Just download the Public SQ app from the Apple Store or Google Play. Create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. Download the app today. Public SQ. That's Public SQ. Public SQ. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. Take action. Do this today. Has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, welcome back. Marina Devine, you were the one that got into deep, got into it deeply with the laptop from hell. When they had it from 19, they lied about it. Even when people came out later, they never came forward. When they saw the, the phony letter sent by the intelligence, they never came forward at all. They knew what the facts were. You saw it. You've now seen the whistleblowers. There's, what, another 15, 20. They're already coming forward. The question to you, ma'am, is is congressional investigation is going to be enough? Uh, can this be reformed, or do you have to actually just say, we got to rethink this and start over again? Miranda Devine. Hi, Steve. Look, um, just to say, Steve French has lodged a whistleblower complaint with the Inspector General, so um, that's where uh, you know a lot of my information has come from, and he's been talking to congressional investigators as well on the Republican side, obviously. Um, the, the most cogent kind of solution that I have heard from various people I've been talking to is that um, the FBI should be broken apart and so that the um, sort of investigative law enforcement arm is separate from the surveillance sort of spying on Americans' arm. Um, there's just too much power in the one institution. Um, you know, others have said you just need to knock it over and start afresh um, and and you know, maybe it is so corrupted that that is the case. But I think um, the simpler version of just splitting it into two separate agencies would solve a lot of problems. You just have too much power of surveillance. It's basically an internal spying agency. It's become like the Stasi. Uh, We know, for instance, that the FBI was spying on Rudy Giuliani for two years with a covert search warrant. And that covered the period when he was receiving the emails from the whistleblower about Hunter Biden's laptop. It covered the text messages that he and I were sending to each other about the New York Post's upcoming story about the laptop in October of 2020. And it covers 
it, it explains why the FBI went to Facebook with such a specificity about the upcoming story that Facebook then immediately censored within hours of our publishing. So the FBI is acting in ways way outside its remit, and I think that's because it's got this spying um, ability. Um, Miranda, how do people, uh, this is a big story, it's only going to get bigger. How do people follow you on social media and where do they go to get, uh, what websites do they go to get all your writings in your book? Uh, so newyorkpost.com and uh, you just go to my name and under columnist Miranda Devine, you'll see um, all my columns and I'm on social media um, uh, everywhere and at Miranda Devine. And by the way, the laptop from hell, the book is still the best primer that you're going to need for the, there's going to be massive hearings. I, I think it's going to be the second article of impeachment on Biden. Um, but you, you need this as a primer. So everybody go to Amazon and get it. Miranda, thank you so much for carving time out today to join us. Thanks, Dave. Great to talk to you. One of the most courageous women in this country put her entire professional career when everybody was against her, right? Turned out she was 100% correct. Let's go to, I got Jeff Clark. Uh, by the way, we're going to go back to Burkwam. We're trying to fit in everything today. He's got ranchers. He's got uh, moms. He's got sheriffs. He's got all of it. But I want to go to Jeff Clark. Jeff, explain uh, a pretty big story. Walk us through uh, this pretty shocking uh, set of details. Jeff Clark, honored to have you on here. Take it away, sir. Thanks, Steve. So I come to you with news about, uh, you know, someone who could be called Colonel Clink these days, Bill Barr, uh, former attorney general. Uh, who said that the uh, election issues were thoroughly investigated, but uh, FOIA information just came out at this point from two more districts. There, there were FOIA requests put in to 12 U.S. attorney districts uh, in multiple states, the, the key battlegrounds uh, where electoral votes were, were in play uh, for you know, whatever party uh, wanted to win, Biden or, or Trump, that election. And after Bill Barr had issued uh, November uh, ninth memo saying that there should be investigations of the election. Uh, the FOIA document requests have come back with no documents, the null set, Steve. Uh, so no investigations were done as a result of that memo. There's only one of the 12 districts that has not yet come in. That's the Eastern District of Pennsylvania. But it's amazing, right, that uh, it's like a kabuki dance. A memo was issued but nothing was actually done about it based on that uh, FOIA uh, responsive, uh, you know, uh, uh, things that have come in. And the only district that has not yet responded is the Eastern District of Pennsylvania. And I'll okay. remind you there, Steve, that the U.S. attorney in uh, Philadelphia, the Eastern District, he wrote a letter to Trump last year and he said that he had election fraud issues, serious ones to investigate. He asked Barr for permission to investigate. Barr denied it. Barr would not let him hold a press conference. And Barr told him to send anything he had okay. to the Democrat AG. Okay. So yeah. that's why they're holding that one back. <laughs> Hang on a second, because this is a blockbuster. That guy he's talking about is Bill McSwain, who I think eventually ran for the for the uh, for the senator governor. Didn't governor. didn't win a particular thing, but he, he governor. He he was a guy that came forward and said at the time to Maine Justice. Hey, the Philadelphia's in my purview, there's, but there's there's all kind of issues here, particularly in the mail-in ballots. We got to get all over this. And he was told by Maine Justice, I think, to stand down. That's what the holding back. I want to go back, and I got to hold you through. And by the way, Russ Rhodes going to join us here in a second. I, I got to because Bill Barr looked the president of the United States in the eye and told him, "We've done an investigation, and there was nothing there." Justice. 
He told it on 60 Minutes. He's told it everywhere. It's in his book. He has looked people in the eye and told them they did an investigation and there was no voter fraud. Am I, am I, is that correct? I just want to make sure we're, we're doing it correctly here. That's correct, Jeff Clark. He looked the president in the eye. He told everybody, he went on 60 Minutes in his book. He's been going around that justice did a, uh, an investigation. And I think he even said there's a report and there's nothing there. Is that correct, Jeff Clark? That, that's basically correct. The one tweak I'd make, Steve, is he said that there was not enough to affect the outcome of the election. Uh, but okay. if you're getting back no documents from FOIA, then, you know, there's no indication that it, that investigations were really done and certainly not done, you know, at a deep level. He couldn't know e- either way. Uh, Jeff, I want you to hang on for one second or take you through the break. Uh, we got Jeff Clark, 90 second break here to get into the second hour. We got Jeff Clark, former senior uh, Justice Department official under President Trump. We're going to have the great Russ vote on here. There's a massive fight behind the scenes. We've talked about it a couple of months ago. It's now real. The war room posse has to know about it, okay? It's about spending, which is going to drive this inflation fiasco. We also have Ben Burkwam at, uh, at FAIR. We're talking to Border Patrol. We're talking to sheriffs. All of it next in the war room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM Health, all one word, WARROOMHealth.com.
Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.